Hey listeners, thanks for tuning into our podcast, but we know you may have an idea for your own podcast and that's why we are recommending you go get Anchor. Mm-hmm. You can create your own podcast and then like maybe have us on as guests. You should definitely have us on. For oh, we're, we're, I just checked our calendar. We're busy, Ooh. Oh, but we're available on this day. We can pencil okay, we'll you be, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're we in. can do it. Okay, we, we it. said yes. Forget it. I don't like your ideas. <laughs> um, <laughs> Anchor is the system we use and it's got a lot of cool tools. You can actually, it's kind of a one-stop shop place where you can go, you can record, edit everything, even implement songs from Spotify into your podcast. Mm-hmm. And what I like about it the most, to be honest, is that it makes us money and I love money. And it also is free, which is kind of like, you know, you save money. It's like I think that's the biggest money. thing is like it's free. So you don't have to worry about like paying any kind of fee or signing up for thing. And they do everything for you. So you can go there. They will distribute your podcast for you so you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all the other places your family are going to ignore you on. So uh, it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started for free. Mm-hmm. Did we mention it's free? Free and you make money. You're going to make money. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe. Your family will ignore you. That's we're, true. It cuts to the core. We're not, we're not going to be on your podcast. Come on, kids, now gather around. Grab along and sit right down. What's that smell? What's that sound? You're on fire, now hit the ground. It's the campfire shit show. And now, your camp counselors, Bo Hufford and Mero Climo. Pig in a blanket. Couple pigs in a blanket. Oink, oink, baby. <laughs> <laughs> they say that in Saved by the Bell. Do they? Yeah, Mario Lopez. Like it says oink, oink, baby. He says like oink, oink, baby. He's being. No, he uh, does Yeah, he does. He does. There's a lot of like chauvinistic because Jesse calls him a chauvinistic pig and he's like oink, oink, baby. Do you ever see uh, that show Zach Morris's Trash? No. It's awesome. Is it? They break down every episode of Saved by the Bell. If oh, they can, and like why he's. And why he's a complete. Tool. I know because he won't dance with the handicapped girl and he like slaps the yeah. larger girl across yeah. the face. And stuff. <laughs> also, do you want to go to like a say by the bell pop up with me? Yeah, I saw it. I want to see it. You do? Yeah. Okay, good. Oh my gosh. Like that's so funny because none of my like girlfriends will go. Yeah, I'll go. Okay, cool. It'd be I'll great. make reservations at the max. I'm going to be, uh, I, I want you to be Screech though. Definitely. I've you are the porns. Screech. I'm you Jewish. Are... Oh God. I'm Jewish with a porn history <laughs> and an Oakland booty. <laughs> Hi. Uh, hey. Welcome back to it's being together here. Yes. As opposed to being together somewhere else. Ladies and gentlemen, we just got back from a trip to <sighs> Philadelphia. Philadelphia of all places. Our sweat still is reeking of cheesesteak. My God. It is a different climate out there. It is. It's hot and sticky. <laughs> 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 I thought you were going to go further uh, l- with that. Let me find some good words to say about it. No, we actually had a really, really good time. We yeah. flew back east for the podcast movement. Yeah. And we met some really great other podcasters. Some great people. It was at the Philadelphia Marriott downtown yeah. in the financial area. So, like, don't <laughs> mind me if I bring a luggage bag. Oh, my goodness. It's uh, right at Independence Hall there in Philadelphia, which is, you know, a lot of people will say, oh, Philly's a t- tough town. It's a tough town. It's like. I didn't see it. No, we didn't, I didn't see, see any it fights this time. break out. Yeah, I, I've been to Philly before, and, and I don't have a, a great flavor for it. Um, but this time I felt like maybe it's a different town. We also stayed at the posh part of town. Very posh. Thanks to our friends, Michelle and Jeff. Hey, Michelle and Jeff. In a beautiful place. And also, like, when we were... At one point, we were talking about how nice their place is and, like, saying how much we think they bought it. And all of a sudden, Jeff was like, I'm home. I'm going to hear you guys. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, yeah, we yeah, came. Oh, that okay, was a little so, bit embarrassing. No, it it was. It was. <laughs> we came back to their place. They gave us free reign, and there's a code to the door, which we'll give out later on our uh, Instagram. <laughs> um, and so we came back, and we were talking. Didn't seem like anyone was home. I was like, yeah, he was telling me how much this place costs, and I couldn't believe the the how much it was. It was cheap compared to what you would get out here for what you're getting there and yeah. i was like man i can't believe this and this and then and i'm like well they are like well they do really well like he, yeah. he makes this much per month that yeah. she makes this much. Yeah. Was very, like, you're going off and then uh he said i can hear you guys <laughs> of course like, oh, yeah he works from home i forgot no you know what i wanted to say is um it was kind of interesting to get there you and i are so different and so when you told what? me when you told me we were staying at one of your friends houses i could only imagine what that was going to be I could only imagine that it was going to be. Okay, wait. Are like, we different I, in the way, and I, Bo's friends, I love you, but are we different in the way that your friends are, like, killing the game, really? Like, I mean. Wow. I, I like them, but wow. are we different? That, are your friends, like, mayor and my friends are poppers? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, 
This has nothing to do. Okay, first off, defensive of my you friend. are being defensive. I'm not saying that your friend. Okay, first off, you're not even being being defensive of your friends. I'm in you're the friend being zone. defensive of what you thought I thought of your friends. Wait, what? This is yeah. an exception right yeah. now. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just saying that. No, would it just be, shut the fuck up for a second. Just shut the fuck up for a second. My friends are even better than I am. Okay, that is that I'm so proud of. Yeah. I'm, because, I mean, if anyone was worse than you. Well, <laughs> I'm saying my friends represent me the best me. <laughs> Let me say it like this. Okay. Very. I'm very lion pride about my people. You're such a fuck up in so many ways. People that, don't that say that. When, you say that because you've been bullied. Uh, but yes, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I don't take that personally and it rolls off of me because I just picture a little bow like that doesn't have nothing to do with me. That's just like some of the therapy uh, okay. that your parents never got you. Thanks, uh, love uh, you. <laughs> 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 like a fuck up like like listen to you want to like stroke my 4.0 diploma I, from syracuse listen i'm saying this okay yes and i just want you to shut up for the a second caffeine is kicking in i'm gonna oh i'm gonna do a push-up um this month. one push-up yeah <laughs> uh you seem like you can be a little bit of a mess a I little do. a little all over the place uh, you'll true. show up and in nine times out of ten you've got some sort of food stain on you right here lasagna yes um vegetarian lasagna i'm yeah. sure and i just felt like when you said we're gonna stay with my friends i just imagined like okay this is gonna be a house that has like five dogs like a pig it's gonna smell like cats somehow yes. even though they don't have any that is true it's gonna be a little messy and then i was still like you know what just do it it's okay it's only four days no big deal right, right. you didn't say oh my god they have a great place you didn't say oh my god it's something you need to prepare for because it isn't that great you said nothing and i didn't I even said, ask yep which I appreciate. So I fly in. Uh-huh. I make it over to the space. I'm like, okay, all right. We start driving through an area that I'm like, ooh, this is not right. good. But then it gets better. And I'm like, uh-huh. okay, all right. And then I get to this place and we walk inside. Well, first off, it has like a, a, a that key code thing on the door, right? Uh-huh. And I'm like, okay. So you just pressed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we go inside and it's fucking really nice. Like Ta-da. nicer than anything I could imagine you would ever pick is what I'm saying. And they, uh, well, <laughs> that's very true. And I, I'm a little bit um, not jealous, not jealous because I love them. They're like my people, my sure, family. But sure. this is what happens also when you have when you live a life where you have two people that like make good money. Sure. Do not have any children or and dogs they have no or pets. pets. Yeah. And so it's like their house is beautiful. Yeah. My friend Michelle has great design taste. Yeah. And so it is like a beyond vacation where I look, it's better than a hotel. I mean, their yeah. place is kept so it was nice. Definitely. It was so comfortable. They were so kind. I agree. They're I above really, my pay grade. I, I totally really, agree. I really appreciate it. So, so you agree with what I was saying, I you agree. little shit. I'm just saying my San Diego friends are uh, also we're not talking about. Okay. Just, just shut the fuck up. There are survivors. So we get there. I meet the people. I'm like, oh, it's so nice to meet you. Thank you so much. Your place is amazing. I have my own bedroom. And I was like, wow, this is great. You're right? in your palace. And so I go into the bedroom and then there's this enormous pile <laughs> of laundry on the floor. And I was like, oh, that doesn't seem like the rest of the space, but mm-hmm. whatever. whatever. So I put They're my luggage either. on the other, you know, beside it over on the other side. And then um, you come in the room at the, about that same time and you go, Oh, I I'll have to get my my stuff out of the way. And I was like, wait. And I realized that you didn't pack anything in luggage. You just took a a, a huge heaping amount of clothes, put it in a garbage bag, and then flew that way. It's it was a not a garbage bag, but a, gar- a bag that people put uh, like dirty clothes in, like, like a, a hamper sack. bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the sack. way sailors would like use a hamper Correct. bag. Correct. I use that as my hashtag travel sack. And so then you just dump all your clothes out wherever you get and in a big pile. And that's how you I do organize things. them in a uh, circular mound. A circular mound. <laughs> <laughs> and I like to lead with my personality instead of material wealth. So um, the, you know, <laughs> the, the thought behind that is like, think of like the way that you know, you hear of like Howard Hughes and these like entrepreneur millionaires dress. Like it's not about right. their, you know, basically I'm driving. In y- you do realize Howard Hughes went crazy, right? That, that's Yes, and look that, at my toenails. That, I know, that's his legacy. It wasn't like, you know, he, he had it all together. He didn't buy a lot of stuff. He, he was a million, million, millionaire, right? I'm working on it. And, and he was crazy. Like, I'm fine with that. Super crazy. 
like pissed in bottles and set them around the room. And his toenails were like, what, six inches long. It was something he looked like a velociraptor by the time I he can died. relate to all this. OK. Anyway, I just thought it was funny that like, of course you do. Of course you put your <laughs> clothes in a pile in someone else's house. <laughs> of course you, you don't put it in to a small piece of luggage and just say, here's where, where my things are going to be. You just explode every room I do you go ex- into. I love chaos. Why? I love hiring people to also clean up my chaos. Oh, it's, my it's like, God. It's a circle of life. No. Like the Lion King. I just yeah, hold I just up gonna, my, like, say, my crumpled jeans. Like, oh. The circle of life is the wildebeest killing <laughs> Mufasa. Well, mine is killing the game. With oh. <laughs> it's all about the Benjamins. <laughs> oh. oh, my gosh. That's right. So thank you for also explaining to me. We had a nice talk in Philly about who was on the dollar. Yeah. I had to explain that... Um, Benjamin Franklin was not on the one dollar bill, right? Because I paid for our pizza that was like three twenty five, and as I handed them three singles, I said, "It's all about these Benjamins." Yeah, and <laughs> I was like, "What do you mean by that?" And she's like, "It's <laughs> uh, it's on the dollar," and I'm like, "No, he's not. He's on the hundred. She's like, "Well, who's?" <laughs> she's like, "Is Lincoln on a dollar?" I'm like, "Okay, I don't know if you've ever looked at any money ever, but uh, it isn't." I hire people to look at money for me. <laughs> Uh, we also had some very good food. We did. We had some matzo balls. Yeah, and some southern style southern matzo balls, which I didn't understand. Mazel tov, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> and we had some really good coffee. Uh, and that's going to also bring us to thank our first sponsor, oh God. Rival Brothers Coffee. I just wanted to say hi to my friends that are still there. Miss you guys so much. Try their Americano. And I would say the goat cheese scone. Okay, let me go back a second. Rival Brothers Coffee there in uh, Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we first got there, when I first got there, I'm like, I could really use a coffee. I took a red eye, so I got there in the morning. We went right out to coffee. I'm like, oh, yeah, I went to a place yesterday. It's called Rival Brothers. It's fantastic. I'm like, okay, let's go there. And so you put it in your map, and we start walking. And I would say eight or nine blocks later, I'm like, wow, this place is kind of far, but it must be the best right, coffee. We're heading towards like the tunnel. Yeah, and I'm like, uh, are you sure this is the way? I mean, obviously, you were here yesterday, but I, this is the part of you and I where even though I know you've done something before, it's okay for me to question if you know what you're doing. And so I say, do you know where you're going? And you're like, yeah, look. And, and you like hold up your phone. And I realize that we're so far off the map of what it's telling us to do that it keeps like changing how we're going to get back. And I, I realize like, oh my God, we've gone nine blocks and it's literally nine and a half blocks away. Right. Yeah, it's always a mess. So anyway, in Philly, we walked back and we ended up, it, the, the coffee place was literally a half a block away from the place we're staying. And she had been there the day before and didn't remember that walking nine blocks was somehow going to feel wrong. It's a grid. It gets, grids get confusing. No, they don't. They're, it's a grid. It's a square. You just take three rights and you'll get right back to where you are. Three rights? That's like, that's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we go to Rival Brothers and here in classic Meryl style. I see my friends. I walk no, in. No, you don't, they're not your friends. Anyway, we go in. Meryl makes a big like, oh, my God, the coffee hair is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but we go in and you're talking all about the coffee and how it's great. And, and we're having that like typical banter that you and I have. The girls are laughing behind the counter. And then she's like, are you guys together? And I'm like, oh, no. And I'm like, I'll pay for my own. And so I, I put down my two bucks or whatever. Your two Franklin, your two Abrahams. My $18. But I'm still learning two Vanderbilt? What was it again? <laughs> I forget. And then uh, you go to order and, and you're like, these are my friends. I'm like, they're not your friends. And then she knew what you were going to order. Yep. She and said, if, I, if this girl wasn't my friend, how do I know she doesn't want an Americana with a little bit of coconut milk? And I and was I like, I oh, threw man. down my change like, oh, Bo's been burnt. <laughs> and then they go. This one's on us. And I was like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. That always happens to you. We, When you foster deep relationships from the heart center, deep, <laughs> your life will shift. How much time do you think you spent with that girl in your life? With that coffee girl? Yeah. Four months. Four months. Yep. I mean, in real life, probably about six and a half minutes. But the way we've connected equals uh, like normal human calculation time of brrr, four months. <laughs> <laughs> You're crazy. I told you all you need to do is look people deep in their eye oh my and they God. own their soul and they give you Americano. But really try Rival Brothers if you are in Philadelphia. That's our plug. Thank you. This was our <laughs> ad. <laughs> and then uh, we went our step. We learned a lot at the podcast yeah, movement. Saw Philly. Saw toured, Philly. Got had, some good food. And then we time. were like, let's get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. So at the end, I was heading home to Ohio and you were flying back to San Diego. Oh, my gosh. But something happens. 
<laughs> so so much happens. I texted you on the uh, on the flight like I know. I, I genuinely texted Bo like a heartfelt goodbye of just like please make sure episode like 37 comes out I need to go <laughs> but uh okay so as we've known before as I've talked about I have gone from like a very nervous flyer to feeling better and more confident about flying I think you're just afraid of heights in general because like you were freaking out about the escalator at the yeah, hotel too. I hate heights I like yeah. the thought of being up I just don't really like yeah which is weird because I am flighty. If you get a chance to be around Meryl, make sure you get on an escalator because it's fucking hilarious <laughs> to watch. She literally looks like a newborn giraffe trying to stand up for the first time. Yeah, I know. And then what I also don't need is like the hyena of the jungle poking me with its like <laughs> laughing snoot. Like, <laughs> So imagine if you're scared and yeah. someone is like poking you like. Nah, nah. <laughs> I can't take you serious in any of those situations. That's why I poke at you. It's, it's like the escalator itself, but it's also the thought of when you look down. If I was to pass out and plummet over the edge like that's so tall that's so i scary. just think that your reasoning for hating escalators is very cartoonish it's like no it'll suck you under your whole that's body what I think it's like too. that does no that's never happened i've watched a youtube compilation of people's shoelace getting trapped and then they like i know i know yeah that's, okay does that so seem really, okay go on the with escalator your flight. of travel is yeah. the airplane <laughs> and i have been i have felt very confident over the past few flights recently uh i've drank a mimosa i've turned on my wi-fi it's relaxing it's nice uh the flight out to philly i was like i don't know i was having fun i was doing all that stuff <gasps> i did cry i always I said i always cry on a plane when i was flying to philly i was like wow this is also the first flight i haven't cried maybe i'm like really taking control of my life yeah and as we touched down on the ground the guy ne- i was like i haven't f- cried this is so weird and i looked and the guy next to me was you know right when the when we land, everyone goes on their phone and texts immediately, all that kind of stuff. I'm yeah. here. And I was peeking at the guy next to me who of he was typing. And guess what? What? He was typing and who he was typing to said, my nuclear family. And I, I could cry. I'm crying right now. Even just <laughs> <laughs> like the thought that someone, I really, really am crying. The thought that someone like put in their phone that they have a nuclear family. Oh my that God. is so fucking sweet, and I can't help it. And I'm honestly, crying. you're crying right now. You're <laughs> I just, actually like, I crying. I wish a lot of people like like someone being so proud to have a nuclear family. <laughs> <laughs> I really, I think that's so sweet. His whole family's from Chernobyl. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, Bo, that's like very funny. <laughs> that's actually very, very, very funny. Why are you surprised about that? I, I'm not. I'm just you're like, such like a jerk. that's like next level funny. Oh, thanks, thanks. So, I just thought like maybe he had dreamed. Maybe he was an like adoptee from Ethiopia and he had just dreamed of having a nuclear family one day and then he finally got that through the agency and then like that's I don't know I just thought like that, that was story crazy. seems like it, it there's no way that's true the, that e- the Ethiopian guy who yeah your, your little version of that story is well who would he be typing to or like it wouldn't be just it w- you and I wouldn't put in our phones my nuclear family I don't know people got their weird things right you know, the, our little pet names what do you call your boyfriend you got a pet name for him Mm, I like honey boo boo honey boo boo (laughs) or like I don't know I change it up I feel like every morning I'll this is how I uh, sharpen my saw with like comedies every morning I'll text him a new thing really Mm -hmm. like I say hi my like let's see okay yeah why don't you you don't save any of your texts you're not gonna find it you're not gonna find it um oh actually I might have (laughs) hold on hold on hold on Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, seven forty-four a.m. Good morning, Google Eyes Johnson. <laughs> At which, let's see, seven fifty-eight. Oh, a good fourteen minutes playing the game, Jack. He writes my favorite blues musician, and I write at eight oh eight. Ha ha. We need dog food and paper towels. <laughs> and then we haven't talked since. <laughs> Nothing's cuter than that. I know. So. uh Wait, did you just send the emoji of the Google eyes or did you write the words Google eyes, Google eyes Johnson? Yeah, which <laughs> means nothing. I just like to like make up something every day. Yeah, it helps yeah. me. Yeah, it makes you creative. And yeah, yeah. you guys yeah, should yeah. try it at home. <laughs> try it with your nuclear family. Oh. oh, my God. The fact that like someone just yearns for their own nuclear family one day is too much for me. To, I, I can't handle it. I'm too emotional. So. <laughs> that flight was that good. I cried on the way home, blah, 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 blah. I had a great time on my other flight. 
heading from Philly to San Diego. Yeah. It was supposed to go, or it went Philly to Detroit to San Diego. Yeah. Also, there was a lot of Detroit already at yeah. the podcast movement. We met two random people out of nowhere that were their podcasts were specifically focused on Detroit. just Detroit. Yeah. yeah. It was the weirdest thing. <laughs> it was very I was like, weird. is there enough out there to talk about? Like, yeah. Exactly. So yeah. Detroit has been speaking my name and I'm not listening. Uh, so, so as I'm boarding the flight to Philly, or the, or the flight, as I'm boarding the flight home, I'm in the Philly airport. It's raining. It's thundering. This is the third time in a row I am fill it, flying out of Philly in July. Like I have been back oh, yeah. every single July for weddings, for this, for that. Sure. And I have gotten delayed. And I'm like, okay, things are looking good this time. It's not going to happen. Oh, was I wrong? So I'm in the airport about to board the plane. And they say, excuse me, uh, we're going to have to delay you guys a little bit. The plane before you has just been struck by lightning. So we need to ground Jesus. it and make sure everything's okay. So already I go from maybe like an anxiety level two and a half to like this jumps me about like 5.7, I'd say. Yeah. Like the thought of I Googled quickly, Google yeah. Johnson quickly yeah. that, uh, yes, it's okay for a plane to be struck by lightning. That's yeah. like, okay, you know, they, they account for that, all that stuff. So I'm feeling a little bit better. I'm starting to talk to the people around me. I'm asking them to reassure me. They're doing that. So we get on the flight probably about a half hour later. I'm already like a little bit anxious, but I'm like, okay, once we get up there, I can connect to my Wi-Fi. I can just do my thing, order a mimosa. So we get up there and they make an announcement over the loudspeaker. The Wi-Fi is not working. So already now I've gone from 5.7 to like 7.2 where my coping mechanism (laughs) hasn't been working. There's no Wi-Fi. Then the uh i've never had this happen before the like air turned off so there was no air in the plane yeah the air in the plane so all of a sudden there's like this faint smell of kind of like like burning heat so it starts smelling like kind of like the engine exhaust and it's getting like a little bit more and a little bit more and people are starting to kind of like fiddle with their air and nothing's turning on and you can tell and normally i like quell my nerves by looking at people being you know their faces and they yeah. look normal and stuff and yeah. this time around i'm like looking at mothers holding babies like frantically trying to open the air and nothing's <laughs> working and it's like hot like hot 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 like 90 degrees kind of hot and it's like beginning to smell like like burning and stuff and, oh my god i'm so anxious just even telling it and so I, there's a nice guy next to me and i'm kind of looking at him and i'm just like i'm scared i'm a nervous flyer and like i'm really frantic can you help me <laughs> and i said can you t- is this a bad sign and he's like no 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 i think it's fine so i like I uh, it was happening and I like was beginning to really panic. So I dinged our airline attendant to come over. You did? Yeah. And I just asked that. I said, I'm like really, really scared. Can you guys tell me what's happening? And he said, oh, yeah, yeah, you're totally fine. The engine uh, just had to shut off or that we had to shut off the air for a little bit due to like the high pressure of the, the engine or something. I'm like, oh, OK, thank you. So we, and then a few minutes it will come back on. So that's OK. But at this point. I'm probably at like an 8.9. I yeah. mean, I am freaking out. Yeah. Like I am like in my seat, white knuckling everything. I'm so scared. Yeah. Then they say, please take your seats, your jump seats. Uh, we're about to go into some like very, very bad turbulence. There's a really bad storm on our way. So get ready. So we're sitting there in like the worst turbulence ever, at which point I turn to the man next to me and I just say, like, can you talk to me or can you help me and stuff? And shout out to our next sponsor. <laughs> Dr. Joel Zimmerman, who's a chiropractor in Carlsbad, California, <laughs> because he really helped me get through the flight. He works in pharmacy. He also does um, chiropractic. And so he talked me through it. We became friends. Uh, he helped me order a glass of Sutter Home wine. <laughs> oh, he also best. helped me when I got so nervous that I knocked over the Sutter Home wine and it rolled down the aisle. And then an eight th- eight year old like returned it back to me. And then the whole flight, he was like, I've never seen anything like this happen um, this is definitely like by far the worst flight. Like yeah, just he's from start talking to about finish. You. He's talking about you. <laughs> then I was showing him pictures of like my dog. And then I was showing him like, you know, our segment called Bug Bites where we talk about our annoying things. I was going through like, this is why I hate like Ahi Tuna. <laughs> so he, he's probably like, oh my God. So anyway, we land in Detroit after like feeling frazzled and frantic. And I have now missed my connecting flight. So oh. they said, we are sorry, but you guys are stranded in Detroit for the night. Oh, I know. So well, at least you have a couple podcasts to listen to. Exactly. A couple of podcasts. And so. Uh, so we're stranded in Detroit for a night, at which point I join up with another lady who is a blogger and talks about teas. Her cheese. Na- uh, teas. Cup of teas is her name. She reviews teas, handcrafts her own teas. She steeps her teas and then writes about it. And her screen name is at cup of tea. 
I told all these people I'd mention them. <laughs> <laughs> the people you meet. So she makes like tomato tea, celery tea, like all savory teas. Both tea, those teas tea. sound awful straight out of the gate. She was telling me how to make a good tomato tea while I'm tomato just like. Tomato tea? Mm-hmm. Which is kind of just like soup, I think. But um, <laughs> I'm kind of like you're kind of describing soup. But either way, I couldn't think. I was just kidding. <laughs> and then I was honestly thinking, like, <laughs> I was like, God, if I get off this flight, I will like drink tea. I will, I will do drink tomato tea for the rest of my yeah. life. So her and I took this shuttle to the Howard Johnsons in Detroit. Okay. And uh, did they pay ro- for this? Nope. You guys had to pay. Yep. Because it was an act of God. So yeah, Delta. What, that you should challenge them. Like, but how can you prove that it's God? That's true. You're right. What, as an atheist, there is no act, yeah. act of God. Yeah. So yeah, we were at Howard Johnson's. Um, if you're in Detroit and stay at Howard Johnson's, room 107 has like disgusting big black hairs all I over. I was just gonna say, if if you stay at Howard Johnson's in Detroit, don't. It was fucking <laughs> depressing, and it was also scary. And like, yeah. I'm like, I think that was a gunshot that I heard at 2:30 in the morning. Oh, and so, God. so anyway, I fly back. That flight was way better. But I'm not going to let this stop me. I'm still a calm flyer. I take that as just kind of a yeah. weird anomaly. Well, that doesn't happen all the time, for sure. For sure. Right. So, And I also, I don't know. So, Wait, Did you go out to eat in Detroit? No. Oh, no, no, no. I got some P.F. Chang's from the airport, and I ate it with the tea woman. Wow. Did you guys stay in the same room? No. Well, I don't know. No, that's not appropriate. Okay. I don't. I don't stay in any same room. Just seems like you're you're like starting to describe the plot of a movie. Oh, just like a wild porn yeah. or something. Yeah. No, 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 no. Oh. I was thinking more like the way planes, trains, and automobiles would have been. Oh, yes, Where yes, yes. Like you meet a stranger, and then we you become swap buddies. Our credit cards yeah, back. and then yeah, <laughs> then you're in a hotel together, and it's like, oh, let's just. There's two beds. Let's just stay in there. And you uh, know. well, that's so funny because when we got to the hotel, they said, "Oh, we don't have the facts." like the FAX from Delta. So there's only one room left. <laughs> and so it was beginning to go that way. And then finally I told that we, her and I were both like, Oh, hell no, you guys have to find something. And so miraculously they ended up finding a, a random room, but it was beginning to kind of go that way where I'm like, now I'm staying with like, yeah. Tea lady from yeah. North Dakota or whatever. Tomato tea lady. <laughs> Jeez. So that was my time. How was your time? Whoa. <laughs> Uh, um. Oh yeah, so Dr. Joel Zimmerman, remember this, folks. If you are suffering from any back issues and you are in the San Diego area, tell him we sent you for no discount. Or you need some psychological guidance on an airplane. Yeah, he was so nice. Joel Zimmerman is your man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks, Dr. Z. Have fun in Vienna. He told me he was on his way to Vienna. <laughs> <laughs> well, after Philly, uh, I decided I would stop at home oh in my Ohio. God. Good luck. For a couple days. I, you know, typically in the past, I've gone home for like five or six days because I don't do it a lot. So if I go home, I'm like, oh, I'm going to come home for a week. It's a right? lot to wait. Are you even like by the airport? Oh, no, 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 no. It's like an hour and a half to two hours drive to get when you get to the airport. You still have another two hour drive oh to get to my small Ohio town. And like I said before, many times, like it's a very small. It's under a thousand people in this town and there's no stoplights, just a blinking light and a, you know, an intersection pretty much. Right. There's a post office, a bar, a grocery store. And just a, one of everything. Yeah. One yeah. of everything. And then there's three churches. So there's no course, like poke and yoga, like the stuff out here. Uh, No, there no. are no restaurants. There's one takeout pizza place. Oh, my God. And that's it. Um. Yeah, so I decided I'm going to go home just a couple days this time because I, you know, every time I go home for the five days after the first day, I'm like, oh get gosh. me the yes. fuck out of here. I feel like here. one day and night is perfect to like yeah. see your old room yeah. and everything and then leave. And what I'm about to tell you right now is uh, I'm going to be honest about it and oh, it, shit. it isn't fun to talk about because you don't want to go home and have a bad experience. Right. And you don't want to dog your family. No. Like, I don't want to do that. But like, here is an undeniable truth, which is I do not belong there anymore. And I mean, in any capacity, even visiting, I feel so out of place. Mm -hmm. And it makes me really sad because, of course, you grow up and you you leave your hometown, especially from small towns. A lot of times people will be like, I don't need to go back. Um, I, I can think of lots of different scenarios where people wouldn't want to go back home to their, their families. My mom and my dad are great people, right? My sister too. They're all wonderful people, but 
they still have that small town life and mentality sometimes that makes me fucking lose my mind right <laughs> uh-huh. it's that thing where you say oh is there a sushi place around and like right. ooh, gross i would never eat raw fish okay well how about is there indian food or thai food or any other type of any food other than cheeseburger slash steak oh my god no no you know i remember the the one mexican restaurant that was uh, about 20 minutes away from my home uh, growing up, it was just called Mexican restaurant. No. It really was. <laughs> so I go home this time, and my mom and my dad no longer live together, but they're still friendly they're with each other. They're still a nuclear family. <laughs> but no, I guess they're not, right? They're not. Yeah, uh, they so, so my father lives in the home that I grew up in. My mother lives across town. And we're talking across town is like four blocks, right? And then uh, my sister lives in the house directly beside my father, my father's house, okay, which is the house I grew up in. Um, so there's, it's everything so, so squashed in there and tight, right? Three places, uh, all within a four all, block radius, yeah, all so close. And it's like, nobody wants to change. And it's like, yeah, I look at my sister. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. You know, go live your yeah, life. Without yeah, this. Yeah. And my parents go f- from this, like, you know, they like each other. Then they're like not in a relationship. So they have anger and whatever. But I get home to my, my, my home house, my house that I grew up in and there is fucking mail everywhere. And I mean, on every waking surface, there is piles of letters and things oh my God. in the house. I got It got to the point where it's like, my dad went to bed at like 10 o'clock at night. And so I'm on California time still, essentially. And I'm up till five in the morning. Oh my God. And I couldn't find a place to put my laptop. There was literally, I ended up piling up pillows and then like putting it on my lap. And it was like, there was no no place to do anything. It's covered in shit. Like, just stuff. It's like, everyone's hoarding. All three of them are just hoarding. And the mail is like Dr. Bill's because oh, yeah. all you eat is cheeseburgers and steaks. And then, <laughs> so it's like, you know what I mean? Like, like yeah. what even paperwork? I mean, it, it, it's not like it's just, sorting through your, like, SAG after fees or whatever. It's like... I just realized, like, you know, if you look at my place, it's pretty tight. It's like, yeah. I don't have too many things, you know? It's for the most part just like it could be a staged home right do you know what i mean you walk in and go okay this is what someone would live like (laughs) right right right. Uh, but there's not a lot of like personal touches of like uh like things hanging around and extra stuff right and i go home and i'm like they have every inch of everything covered in stuff and i had to actually this is really this is what was the bummer i had to have a conversation with my dad where i go you need to clean your room. You know what I mean? I had to be the parent. And that's what I hate about going home is like, I always end up being the parent and I had to grow up as a young kid fairly early. And it's just like, it's that having to do that therapy, having to do that quote unquote work on yourself, you know, that is, it just smacks me in the face when I go home. Right. Because like, oh. clutter and that kind of stuff is kind of like a mindset. It's like when mi- you have a ton it's, of it's mail, maddening. it's like it's maddening. it blocks your like flow. Absolutely. Yeah. And so. And it's just a bummer because it's not only my dad's house. It's my sister's house. It's my mom's house. They're all of them are just like holding on and they have they have. Like my mom has enough Bath and Body Works for the next like twelve zombie apocalypses. <laughs> she's just like she's covered because she can't help but like, oh, it's five for twenty. Well, I'd be losing yeah. money if I didn't get those, yeah. and so she gets like fifty of them or something. And it's like, where are you gonna put this? You don't you're never gonna, you know what I mean? Right. You don't need all this. Oh my gosh, the thought that like more is better. Oh, but what I like... notice is like I think that's a mentality that is more prevalent in a place yes. like that. Definitely, because people are trying to. Uh, they have retail therapy. Yeah. You know? and yep. Like the mall is they, like the highlight yeah, of. And they yep. buy things to make themselves happy. And it never does. And of course, they'll tell you that too. They'll be like, well, you know. But my mom has collections. And again, I'm not trying to dog on my family. It's just like things have gotten out of hand there. And it really makes me never want to go back. You know? Hmm. So wait, what did your, how did your dad that. respond? Oh, he just kind of, he's kind of a quiet guy. He goes, yeah, I just let it get out of hand. And I'm like, yeah, well, it's time to fucking... I was going to say you should send him a letter telling him this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the way I communicate with him. Yeah, but he's never going to see it because it's the, ma- the pile of mail. But it's crazy because like here's some other things that happen. Uh, I went to the local American Legion. Uh, I ordered a double whiskey because it was that kind of week or that kind of couple <laughs> days. My dad had a beer. The bill came. I go, hey, let me get this. Now in uh, California, a double whiskey and a beer would be around 20 to $25. Yeah, yep. It was $6 for 
For both? For both. Damn. And I was like, what the fuck? I almost, I was like, oh, she didn't charge Is me. It double for whiskey? As you say, a double whiskey, like $3 or something? That's weird. Yeah. No, the the beer was $1.50. Oh, my gosh. And that's the difference. Out here in California, we're climbing to like a coffee is, be- I'm like, oh, six fifty. <laughs> here you go for this I cup know, of coffee. It's, it's actually getting ridiculous. It is. It's that, get, that, yeah. that we're willing to pay. You know, I get a black coffee and it costs me three seventy five. I know. Is yeah, that, that's that right. It really is like 70 cents or something like that. Like, it's like how it should yeah, be. It, shouldn't, you know, it used to be a nickel. It used to be 25 cents. And I don't want to be one of those people. It's like, oh, it used to be so cheap back in the good old days. But it's like, we jumped pretty quick. We jumped pretty quick with, mm-hmm. with the pricing of, of coffee. You know what I mean? Because I would say in the two early two thousands, it was still cheap, right? Mm-hmm. Eighteen years later, we're at five dollars for a fucking coffee. Do your parents still have uh, like the original furniture? Like, oh my god, that's nothing's what, changed. Yeah, because Michelle and I were talking also about how our parents, both growing up, still have the same furniture yeah. that was almost like gifted to them during their wedding and i think yeah. that's also like at east coast i think that's uh, number one very sweet because that also like they've been sacrificing for their own kids and not really yeah. being selfish with their money but also number two that seems to be like a more i don't know about east coast but definitely like a small town thing where it's like i feel like we all change up our houses like even if it's not an expensive yeah. change everyone's yeah. like constantly in uh like i think we hold on to things less it seems like here right. like people are constantly like selling stuff that they used to have uh recycling and getting rid of when they buy something new back there it's like they buy new but then they keep the old and it goes someplace else in the house or oh now we can have a couch out on the porch or whatever it right. is you know what i mean and, and people are afraid to let go of things i Bec- do that with my friends out here uh-huh. i'm like oh god she's so 2014 maybe we could put her on the porch a shiny new <laughs> yeah She's had a pile of friends on the floor. I think ultimately it's just a reminder that where you come from, uh, you know, I'm a little embarrassed sometimes of that mentality because I, I want to believe that I'm like a, a progressive thinking person yeah. and like I am open minded to all types of things. Like I would never. It's it sucks because driving through my hometown, there's like still a porch that has a Confederate flag on it. No. Yes. There's still this idea that like there are no black people there there are no asian people there and it's it's like gosh well why would they want to right why would they want it's almost weird with that you, mentality there i I've, i don't i can't relate to this thought but i feel like it's almost like you've like superseded your parents a little bit and i, feel I like think that's well we all do don't we mm, i still feel like my uh, like mine are still kind of not like better than me but they're i'm still learning a lot from them like yeah. like i i couldn't like my dad is and my mom are both still kind of like uh like i still view them as parents where i'm like okay you guys are right and do I go you like home. to go home uh i like to see them like my family them but not like wilkes-barre pennsylvania no yeah and have see, you ever told them that oh they know they definitely know that i don't prefer to go like i like to go home yeah. for the novelty of it of like look at this bridge and like it's right, so funny right, and stuff right, like that but right. they are very aware that like our family uh outings are like it's done so crazy else. my my family um and I think, like, luckily, like, I told my mom I have a podcast, but uh, <laughs> she's like, how do you get to it? And I'm like, eh, I don't know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> We're still coming up with that. Yeah. Her and I just became Facebook friends, by the way. Oh, no. Yep, I know. Don't put links. <laughs> I'm just like, in this episode, we talk about, like, at Luann's <laughs> tendency to hoard Bath and Body Works. <laughs> um, but I would say, like, uh, you know, I struggled with, like, should I tell my family, like, I don't want to come home and I'll probably never be home again? Unless something major happens. And even then, you're going to have to, like, bribe me to get here. Mm. You know what I mean? It's like, like, everyone dies, right? And so it's like, well, when your grandmother passes away, you're going to come home. And I was like, she's not going to know. Like, she, no. she won't know. That I know. I'm- I just tell them. I don't, like, say outright, like, I'm not coming home. I just make it so that I'm like, let's meet in Austin this year. Or let's- I think that's where I differ a little bit is because I probably am too harsh. Because uh, I just said, listen, I want to let you guys know. I don't like coming home. And I just said that I said it, but I, I tried to like explain to them why I don't come home. Cause I get a lot of guilt for not coming home. Oh my God. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You need to come home. And I just want to be like, I want to fucking strangle myself if I do. You now, know, would they ever meet you in like new Orleans or like I, we met one time in San Francisco. It was the only time we ever did. We drove down the coast and then, uh, separately, I've flown them each out here to meet me. To See, like, yeah, come spend five days. Yeah, that's almost three, like what we need to do. Or a half a day. That'd be fine. A half a day. Hey, can you just come meet you in the airport? <laughs> you can just uh, <laughs> let's just talk you know, on layover. the layover. <laughs> let's do a layover. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> FaceTime is working. 
Um, yeah. So, and it just, yeah, there's so many things, honestly, it, it sounds like I'm getting really serious about this, but there's so many things when I was home that I'm just like, how, how, how can I, what? I can't be here. I can't I do know. it. The first night I was there, my, we sat in front of a TV. We watched Wheel of Fortune. No, oh we my ate, gosh, Wheel of that is so yeah, funny. We Wheel ate of dinner, Fortune, and then they were like, "Well, it's time to go to bed." Yeah. You know, and I'm just like, "Okay." And then I just like stare into the distance, and like, there's nothing to do here, and nowhere to go, and I nothing. Right, I know. You know, I've I we, that's so funny that we both have like similar uh, yeah. upbringings like that because I felt like growing up like as people get older they just get closer and closer to how they sit next to the tv and the news gets louder and louder yeah. and then there's more and more scared black people and then it's like you know i'm just like oh, okay and then so then but also too we are trapped in like california is definitely a weird land too so yeah. there's a lot of like it's you know you just we all have different realities but yeah i don't know it was limiting i'll just tell you that there were just things that i'm like if i yeah anyway you need like that? one of everything one comb, one deodorant, one toothbrush. Oh, yeah. My dad in the bathroom had, I sent Meryl a picture, <laughs> and uh, it was like the chaos that was the bathroom. There's just things everywhere. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is the Virgo in me, the, the, that yes. like very clean freak person. I was just like, oh, my God. So I sent a picture to Meryl, and she sent me back two pictures, each one zooming closer into the part of the picture that showed a uh, like a little container that had um, toothbrushes in it, right? But there mm-hmm. were like, Maybe twenty-five toothbrushes. There was used seventeen. Toothbrushes. I counted. Yeah. Used seventeen on the right end of the sink, and then there was eight on the left end. <laughs> oh my god! So twenty-five. Oh my god, Bo, you actually were right. That's so funny. Uh, yeah, and and I was, I, and I just started. I needed when I sent you the photo. It was like late here, and I was like, you sent that back, and I was howling. Like, <laughs> I was so happy that I had some humor because I was ready to cry. I know. So like, if you have twenty-five toothbrushes, just start small. Get. Right. Go I, down to like five toothbrushes. I asked my dad, I'm like, is there one for each tooth or what is going on <laughs> what's here? What's the need of that? It, I, the, it's I don't afraid under- to let things go, man. That's a mindset. It's definitely it's a, a mindset. mindset. Yeah, 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 yeah. And there is nowhere that I could even s- begin to help with that in a sense. I mean, other than like, do you want to live like this? I know. And that's what I asked him. We had a long talk, but like, you know. Well, I mean, I hate to interrupt this joy, but no, I, think, please. I think we should focus on maybe a segment where we talk about some things that annoy us. Do you have itchy skin? Yeah, oh. but that's I just had so much yeast. Oh, I thought you had something under your skin, like a bug bite. <gasps> <Ooh>. <laughs> Yuck. Bug bites. Focaccia bread. <laughs> fuck you. You're not a bagel. You're not a slice of toast. What the fuck are you doing on my sandwich? <laughs> I don't like the little specks of whatever's on there. I hate yeah. focaccia bread. I've never had a good focaccia sandwich. Mm. Write to me at campfireshitshow at gmail.com if you know of a place and you want to challenge me and feed me some focaccia. But focaccia you. <laughs> <laughs> I really like, I've, it makes me very angry. What's I hate funny it. is I didn't wasn't going to say this, but this is something I hate. Biscotti. <gasps> I fucking hate biscotti. You do? I, it's so Bis- stupid. People act like they're eating fucking something from another planet. Like, have you had biscotti? It's like shut the fuck up. I don't. It's crusty. It's a crouton with chocolate on it. Like, give me a break. That's that's beautiful. That combines two. I don't know. I'm I'm not on you. That one. What about cannolis? Yes to cannolis. No fuck cannolis. Yes to cannolis. What a what a joke. Biscotti. No, do you biscotti correctly and dip it in your coffee and let it melt and then at the end you have like this like bread at the end of your coffee that's at the bottom of the cup just like waiting to be devoured. That sounds mm. no. It's like no. a soggy crouton at the end of your latte. No, no. But chocolate. Have you ever dipped toast into hot chocolate? No. Really? No. You ain't living. You ain't living. You ain't living. All right. What else? Mazel tov, y'all. Okay, this is going to be the most uh, like first world problem. This is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Okay. When I'm working or eating somewhere, and someone is sweeping the floor around me. <laughs> it's irritating it's like, annoying like can you just clean when i'm done yes employer janitorial team at the end of the shift yeah. unless there is like a sp- unless it's like oh no someone dropped like 
300 sprinkles on the floor. Then like, yes, get a broom, clean that up. <laughs> but like, I feel like lately I've been working and people have been like vacuuming and mopping around me at public places and I have to pick my leg up and it's really annoying. You know, yeah. You know what I hate is that shocking realization that the guy who just took your order is now in the bathroom cleaning the toilet Ugh, and you yes. go, wait a minute. You are the same guy that does this and that. Like, uh-uh. it's kind of like like fool me and make me feel like yeah. this place is magically clean and <laughs> yeah. don't do it in front of me. It's kind of like if a <laughs> prostitute was like, what? Well, I don't know. Fucking? No, like the behind the scenes. Like you oh. want to see, like you, you like before you have sex with her, she's like cleaning up from the last time she had sex. Yeah, or it's kind of like if you sleep with a girl and then she like puts her clothes back on in front of you. Ew. What? <laughs> what? Like human things. I don't want to see human. Okay, things. you don't want to see. The behind the scenes actual. Exactly. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. So it's 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 a bold choice. I don't I know that I don't appear likable <laughs> in this moment, but it's also uh, I don't like it. Don't yeah. sweep in front yeah. of me. OK. You know what I fucking hate? What? And this is real. <laughs> I hate especially uh, like on Instagram or on Facebook when someone posts a picture of themselves like in a bikini or. Uh, you know, rocking out their abs or whatever. And then they have some kind of weird inspirational quote that's somehow Uh-oh. supposed to connect to that. Yes. It's like some, some person is like totally like as sexy as possible showing off that body, that summer body. But then it's like, you know, dreams are a combination of it's like shut the yes, fuck up that's exactly shut the what fuck. It is. if you want to post a picture of a bikini uh, or or looking good guy or girl i don't care. good 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 for you but don't try to make it like it's something that it isn't right like oh i'm here to inspire you fuck you right fuck now you. what about get your dick or get your whatever your vagina and just what get out of here dip it in focaccia bread dip it in sweep hot it on cocoa the floor. yeah now do you how do you feel about like before and after photos Fine, go for it. But does that inspire you? Does that anger you? I think you? that is more inspiring than someone posting just the hottest picture of themselves or someone who, honestly, it's even like not even like like a bikini thing or, mm-hmm. or a bathing suit thing. It could be uh, just someone holding, a, a, like doing a selfie and then somehow they make that selfie that of them sitting on a couch or something like supposedly like inspirational to life. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, that's not, it's you know like, what? no, you're in like, the target parking yeah. lot. Yeah. Or we, people who take photos that are way too set up, like way too portraity, you know, like, like, like people like <laughs> hanging from trees and stuff and like looking all like, like they got all this makeup on or they're like super dressed up. And it's like, why did you take this photo? So Where did this come from? Is, are you having seen your pictures at the age of 40? <laughs> uh, our friend Lauren tagged me the other day in a, someone had done a crying photo shoot. So no. I, have to, I will show you afterwards. No. Yes, I swear in my life. <laughs> no. There are four different frames of this person talking about like crying and grief. And in every photo, she is like crying. Like someone, she must have hired someone or set up a selfie stick or something. And she's crying in these four photos in different like ways. Like, <laughs> I, I'll show you afterwards. I really will. Okay. I have a new bug bite. That. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like grieve, please grieve in your bathtub alone like yeah. all of us, not this. Yeah. Um, what if I'm like right now I'm an after picture? Is it sad or inspiring if I post me like two years ago as a before when I was doing lots of yoga and juicing and then right now I'm an after? (laughs) Or would people get it? I think. Do I even care if people get it? I don't think anybody does that. You know, because people only want to show their best self, right? I'm going to show what I've become. Oh, I saw a great fucking, uh, like a meme or whatever you would want to call it. uh, And it said. It used to be called being a hoe, and now it's just called living your best life. Uh, and yeah, I was like, right. "Yeah, you're yeah. fucking right." With your it is the new it is the new YOLO. It is the new whatever. Like some excuse to just do the most insane stuff. Like, so do you think I should post more breast pictures on Instagram? No, I don't think you, if that's what you want. I don't want that. Uh, speaking of breast pictures, you know, here's another thing. I don't know if it's a bug bite necessarily, but it's something that confuses me. My dad still has a subscription to Playboy. Oh, really? That's so like, old school. I know. I'm like, is that still getting made? Right. Who's buying a nudie magazine? I know. That's very that old school. That seems like, uh, I don't know. It's like, it used to be that you'd buy a magazine and you could look at it and you'd keep it private for the most part, right? right? But now you have cell phones and iPads and computers and people have them. My dad has a computer. I don't think he realizes there's porn on the computer. No, there's Pornhub. There's petting zoos that you can go to. There are so, many, so many things you can get, like endless amounts of stuff. Right. And my dad's still looking at a magazine. And then it made me think, like, is he still jerking off to <gasps> magazines? Ew. Like, what kind of imagination do you need to have? Well, but don't you think... So, at right now, at this age, you yeah. can't just look at that and... Me? Yeah. Can I you look at, like, I, a still image? I can't even tell you the last time I looked at a nudie magazine. 
But that wouldn't be enough for you and right isn't now? isn't it weird that we call it a nudie magazine? You do. I don't, it I don't seems like that. creepy, like a little killer. I just call it Beaver Central. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to show you, for your new material, I'm yeah. going to show you the photo shoot of the girl crying. And oh I feel like God. if I was a boy, I'd jerk I'll come in my pants immediately. Yeah, totally. totally. <laughs> then you should take a photo shoot of that, of like you looking at the photo crying. And, and jerking <laughs> off. <laughs> all over the screen. It, see, if life could be my movie, that would be that. I just don't, I mean, I really would like to know if other people, maybe I, I'm just a uh, kind of a weird dude in this way but i don't look at magazines like that anymore what do you look at i fucking watch porn if i'm gonna watch any i'm gonna look at anything moving pictures is the way to go you know what about are you like even on like like if i'm if i'm following a model or somebody like that on instagram i don't stop on the photo and go oh i'm gonna really jerk off to this no see i've had boyfriends before jerk off to a little square picture on their phone Uh, i think i told you remember like a few weeks ago there was like a boyfriend that I know <laughs> can't mention that, but someone's boyfriend yeah. that I've heard of a friend yeah. had like a picture of like a well-oiled butt bikini model. Oh, and I think as I was like looking at the person's friends boyfriend's phone, I noticed that there was like you know you know how you can see like the other like you're showing someone a picture and then you yeah. can see the little bitty pictures, which I wish it wouldn't do that like to see all the other pictures. And I noticed in bottom left there was a bikini photo that wasn't me, and I or that wasn't my friend. And I like scrolled in to make it bigger, and then I realized it was like someone's well-oiled bikini butt. Oh, and so man. then we had to hear about her <laughs> friend's boyfriend having a talk with it. I love the story. You're trying so hard <laughs> to make it not you, and we're but it's being totally respectful. you. <laughs> so yeah, so I was just gonna say I think that my friend's beautiful boyfriend <laughs> might look at pictures of well-oiled butts. But and you think he jerks off to it? I don't think so. I think sketching it or what? Listen, I I see. There's you know no shortage of like attractive people on Instagram, and of course, as you're going through your feed, there's like I follow photographers and I follow some models and things like that, and so of course that's going to come up, right? Yes. But I don't stop and go. I'm gonna save that for later and get on. You don't think of that just as like a snack? Like it's a quick. Like I look at this and then I Mm. like. Maybe I'm. Yeah, maybe. Like I feel like boys save those kind of pictures as like, oh, I have like six minutes to make this happen. I don't save any photos from Instagram. You don't? No. Why? For like spank fink material. Really? Yeah. Huh. I guess I'm just not. I don't do that. No, well, you're high tech. You're also like very, you know how to use good. I just use the, the hologram that I that <laughs> installed in my room. Uh, you you know what I saw? You know, actually what I saw is that uh, there, you know, you know what a flashlight is, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. It's a, it, it's a, f- it looks like a flashlight, but you unscrew the top and it's a silicon or whatever yep. material vagina, mm-hmm. like fake vagina. And then now they have an automated one. Oh. Get ready. So now with your cell phone, you can just. Burp, 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 like make it do the thing that I like that. See, I'm not as much as I'm anti-sex robot. Yeah, that still doesn't creep into like. So human you're telling territory. me you would purchase one for your boyfriend? Maybe I have, and I'm waiting till Valentine's Day. Thank you for ruining it. It's August, <laughs> and it also serves as like a dog toy for our dogs. Oh but dear you could God. use it as both. The thing that's yeah, I and don't like know. a vacuum, you could just stamp it on things, and it like the flashlight though. Again, I think we've talked about it, but it's like so much cleanup. I know that kind of stuff. I you don't gotta really take like. it apart, and you gotta what? You soak it in water, and then scrub it out with a toothbrush. One of the twenty-five oh. that my dad has. That's why he has Maybe all those toothbrushes. Oh. He has. Oh my gosh, that makes sense. There's it one for so his mouth, sense. and then twenty-four for his flashlights. Yeah, he has and then he <laughs> twenty-four different flashlights. He has one Mexican one. He has. It's just called the Mexican flashlight. <laughs> what is that? How is that different? Though? Oh, like it has a little mustache above it. Oh my god. And that's the one that sweeps up all my fracasha. Oh, you racist fuck. I'm not racist. Oh, I'm, you racist fuck. I'm an employer for all. <laughs> okay. I can tell you want to run immediately. I don't want to run. I want to slowly walk, saunter, if you will, pick up two graham crackers, pick up some marshmallows, and then make us a nice, hefty s'more that you can fuck. <laughs> like a flashlight. No. A s'more. See my boo and you my bow, and now it's time for a little bit slower. <laughs> now I, I can't tell whether I'm hungry or like want to have sex or like not, you know, oh, in general, not with you. Um, you're a food fucker. I'm a food fucker. Okay, so. What do you got for your little smile? At the podcast movement and conference, we made a whole lot of friends and good people. One of them is a guy, Chris. His podcast is called Drink Until You which I like because we've all had moments that we've drank until weed. And it's the only podcast that lasts until the last drop. If you ever need new ideas for what to order at a bar, no Negronis, 
I know that. This is the podcast for you. In each episode, Bo, you get three drink recommendations, sports, which is that thing I keep on hearing about that people go to and watch and stuff like that, and the general shenanigans of our friend Chris. So follow it on Podbean, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Drink Until You Podcast. Cheers. Uh, my little bit more is 23andMe, that DNA <gasps> testing thing. Oh my gosh, I have, I know about that. Okay, okay. so I, I know what it's trying to do. Okay, I know what it's trying to do too. Yeah, it's trying to collect your DNA. Yep. Yeah. To yeah. have us all, it's like. Cloned. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah you do yeah. know that. Oh my yeah. God, Bo. And that's why I did it. <gasps> um, no, uh, the question I have isn't about that, but you should you should do it. I think it's cool. I think it's really interesting, right? You, you send your DNA away, the blah blah blah. And yeah, maybe it's a maybe it's a ploy to clone us all or sell our information to the government. Yep. Or okay, but um, what was interesting about this, which I hadn't thought about, it's twenty three and Me and health. And so, not only is your DNA, and they tell you where you came from and all that kind of, but there's a health sector to it okay like what you're prone to right like what you probably have in your dna like oh i don't want to know that i know and that's the question i had for you was if you could choose to know that you are susceptible to rheumatoid arthritis or to uh, alzheimer's or to whatever would you want to know now no there's no reason to uh like normally you could take it doesn't matter if you think you're gonna have rheumatoid arthritis or not like live your life yeah. already in the precaution i know i know you everyone says that live your life like it's your last day live it like, but, i'm not but, gonna change it other and the mind is also a powerful thing and it's yeah. like oh my family is broke it, like it, it sets up these prerequisites in your mind of like, like i hear that it I kind of that. sets i don't need to hear of any sort so, of like, so if you did the test you would choose to not get that information i don't need it no, I don't need it. Okay. Like, if I break my leg, I don't need a doctor to tell me, like, any limitations on why I can't walk. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. But if... Okay. <laughs> if you could... Uh, if you could change the course of action or prolong the time that you wouldn't have this thing, you would now know that information and you could start to... The answer li- is, like, green juices and... Okay. So, so if you knew, though, you would start... Water. You would start eating better, drinking better, blah, blah, blah. Right? I mean, I know that now, and I still don't. So possibly. Okay. Okay. All right. I would just. Have I to chose to get the information. You did. You yeah. have it. Not yet. <gasps> okay, we're gonna read it when it comes. I know. Oh I my know. gosh, Bo. And it could be. Uh, I mean, it kind of it kind of worries me a little bit. But don't be worried because the answer is honestly is drinking cucumber juice and celery. So. So I guess I'm gonna start doing that. Yeah, do that. I mean, if you're concerned about whether it's gout, high blood pressure, whatever, just do that and. I have high cholesterol. More. I know that. Right. So drink more cucumber and celery juice. Okay. That's the answer. Maybe that wasn't really even a s'more. No, I think that's a definite s'more. Go do it. 23 and I don't know if it's any. (laughs) Maybe if you have it, tell us more. If you've got it done, we want to hear about all of your Yeah, I would actually like to, I would like to hear all of the shit show uh, moments from those tests. Like. Me too. Oh, yes. Write to us. Did anybody have a horrible experience or find out they weren't part of a family or, you know what I mean? See, that's the kind of stuff I masturbate. I mean. Oh, God. I I take as medical information too. You got some issues. Oh, man. You know what time it is. Roll call! And now it's time for the Camper of the Week. This one comes from Becky from Nor- oh, a North Dakota one. We're reaching. Wait, really? That actually makes me excited. Because Wait, really? I always, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. I always look at our map and I'm like, come on, Midwest. Becky? Becky with if the good hair? North Dak- yeah, Becky with the North Dakota hair. <laughs> which I don't know what I that is. I bet that's not good. I yeah, I bet it's good. shaped like party in the front. <laughs> Poverty in the back. Oh my god! Anyway, oh <laughs> Becky, thanks for writing. Oh jeez, she's like, uh, we got it snail mail. It didn't even come email. Aww. Okay, Becky, what is Becky? <laughs> I don't know why I think snail mail is cute. Yet I'm making fun of Becky's poverty from her family what, farm or something. Oh, yeah. What does Becky ask? <laughs> Becky says, "I've heard post breakup from friends and loved ones that they never liked my ex. I feel oh. like I would have rather known this during the relationship. Is that just me?" Do you think it's okay to tell that to someone? And if so, what's the right way to do it? <sighs> Becky, got to dump your brother. <laughs> uh, so the question is like... If you don't like someone that your friend's dating, do you tell them oh, in real time or do you wait till the they break up? The problem is that's a tough one. That's a tough one because uh, if you said, hey, I don't think this guy is right for you or hey, uh, I don't like him, um, that's going to sever something. A lot of times in this situation, what happens is, is somebody gets out of a relationship and that person is grieving or just being like, 
oh man, that's that sucked or I, they were hurt or something, right? And in that grieving process, their friends and family go, well, I never liked him either. I never liked her either. Right. To h- somehow make you feel better because like, oh, okay, well, so I don't, I shouldn't, I shouldn't be having this loss. I shouldn't feel this, this grieving. But it's like, Either say it or don't, um, but you have to know that you're taking a chance because if someone really likes a person, they might be clouded to the the reality. You know what I mean? Right. They might be clouded. I know that, uh, listen, I know looking back that certain people that I dated were not right for me. I know that I felt shitty or they made me feel like anxious or jealous and I'm not a jealous person. It's like, clear this isn't the right fit for me, right? But I still stayed with it longer than I should have. And I know people were like, oh, I think we all do that. Yeah. So, so, yeah, I don't know how you would say it, because honestly, the only way that you could say it is if you're saying it to a person who is completely open and willing to listen to it. Well, I just had this, actually. So one of my really good friends was engaged okay. to someone, okay. and it was a very, uh, I think it started out as like a good relationship, but then it just kept on getting more and more toxic. And they were the kind of couple that they would like get in a fight and then he would leave and like dramatically come back and then she are would you, like wait are you talking about you again <laughs> no i don't have that much energy to be that dramatic on really i'm like someone leaves and i'm like okay i guess i'll just order like i always think it's funny like when i've been in relationships and someone like i've lived with people before and then they storm out of the room all right. mad i'm like you're just gonna go what to the living room exactly we're still living together or i text them i'm like i need the at&t money <laughs> like, like it's kind of weird but no uh and i was going to be a bridesmaid for her and i told her like i will be there and i will do whatever you guys want but to be honest like what i want out of this is to be walking down the aisle for you with like fuck yes i'm so happy to be part of this relationship i just told her i like like it would do whatever you do and i will support you but i cannot say that and i just said this is like really toxic and i'm worried that you guys are going to have children and then yeah you're kind of bringing in you said all these yeah i said you're awesome and but i said it in a way where it wasn't like I expect you to take an action step. I just said, if you want my, like, if I'm going to be your bridesmaid, you're going to get my like real thoughts on it. Right. And I just said, I think you can kind of do better or do different. And then they ended up like not being together. And she said that me saying like, I want to walk down proud for you of your wedding date was like a big really? thing. That, yeah. And then it turned off every other bridesmaid subsequently told her like, Oh, I don't want to be like stand up at your wedding for this kind of wedding either. Seriously. Yeah. So it's just like, I think it's also if you, when you have a really good friend, I think it's you have to tell the person that you don't think the relationship is right if it's if you see your friend being like dragged down or if it's a toxic relationship. I think if you're going to be an authentic, honest friend, right. if you want to call yourself a friend, you've got to be a friend in right. all situations. But if you can't just if you have a friend who's dating someone who's just like, oh, this guy talks weird or like he always talks about his coin collection, then like that's not a really that's warranted. Not, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, if yeah. you make your friend happy, if your friend if your friend's is, happy, then it's if, worth it. If but. it's if your friend is hurting in any way. If that person's treating them poorly, if that person is, you know, if it's toxic and you're seeing it being toxic, I think you have to say something. Or how do you how do you call yourself a friend? Right. Your friend because you didn't say anything. You didn't want to rustle the ruffle the feathers. Right. Like, no, you've got to if you're going to be a friend, you're going to be authentic. Then you got to say something. And that includes family. And 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 yes, that might not be the popular like opinion. But if you see something, you've got to say it. I had the reverse of that where uh, Jack and I broke up for about a year. And I was and then when he started dating other people, I was a little bit like me. Like I was just kind of like, eh. and I was looking for reasons to basically like make myself feel better about the situation. Yeah. So I would like take a, a picture of him that I would like see on line and I would like zoom it and like show my friends like in this picture, you could see his gum in his mouth. And my friends like Lauren and Annie would be like. Well, he's chewing gum and like he's really nice. Like I would try to try to talk yeah, shit yeah, in yeah. the years that we were part of my friends are yeah. like, actually, like we we like I think he's a great guy. So it was kind of like the reverse to where like yeah. they wouldn't do that. Yeah. Yeah. And now I love when the gum is in his mouth. Wow, that's that's a weird segue. Why? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> this will be the thirty second ad that we make to uh, show people on our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That moment where we both looked at each other and then it was like, okay. I think it's time that we go get some lunch. We should get the fuck out of here. This has been. Do you want to go get some dim sum? No, I don't want to see you at all, actually. Okay. I love you. You want to go to that Mexican place? (laughs) I want to go to a Mexican restaurant. Oh my gosh. All right. Well, until next time. Yes. (laughs) I I was going to say, I was going to say, check us. Oh. Okay. Oh. Until next time, this is what our takeaway also from the conference. So we're not like telling you guys over and over to subscribe. It's not really about subscribing. It's about 
social agency and sharing with a friend. So if you enjoyed us or if you enjoy our podcast episode, something that you can do that would really help us and it's free and maybe it's fun is to tell a person that you care about to listen to this. It's easy Say, to hey. send a link as well. Not yeah, to, send not a to, link. We're not begging you. We're just saying like if you want. If you want to mention it, yeah. that would be cool. That would help yeah. us. And like it's more about getting friends to join our camp tribe. Than yeah. It is. And our goal is to uh, tell better stories and have better guests on people that you guys want to hear from. And in order to do that, we've got to get more listeners. So yeah, that's that's going to help us. So Thank share you. it. That's what you guys can do. We love you. You're the best. You guys have really nice silky hair. That's creepy. All of you. We would all love to be on a burning plane. Uh, I would all with love. You. I would love to tilt my head and then go in for a kiss with you. And if, then the, if anybody would like to purchase a used toothbrush, uh, I'll oh give my you, gosh, we can get that. We'll mail it from yeah. Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> so Until next time, we'll see you later. Bye. This episode of Campfire Shit Show was produced by Bo Hufford and Meryl Climo. It was edited by Bo Hufford, and the theme song was produced by me, your friendly camp counselor, Jeremy Stack. Hey campers, if you want to be the next camper of the week, email campfireshitshow at gmail.com. Say hi to Bo and Merrill on Instagram at campfireshitshow, and please don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. <laughs>